You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. turned up, you can't be doing too bad. It's good. So, we're in a, a series on Romans 8 right now. I'm super pumped about this stuff today. Really, really excited. Like, Romans 8 is what they call the greatest chapter in the Bible. No joke. No joke. It has, uh, it has some serious clout. So, um, we're hanging around on it. Pastor Keith, uh, he did like verses one to five, one to four last week, and so this week we're kind of going to fly through verses five to thirteen, and we're going to hang around on verses fourteen to sixteen, and we're just going to miss verse seventeen altogether because there's too much there. All right. No, I mean really, we're trying to tackle one of, like one of the most chunky passages of the entire Bible in four weeks. You really think we can do that? Like we used to, we used to teach this in our in our in our college. We used to teach this over 10 sessions. It was 10, three hour or two hour? I thought that were three, three hour, 10 three hour sessions we used to teach the entire book of Romans. And Romans 8 had like a one and a half session. So like, yeah, it's good. So Pastor Keith kicked off last week. He was talking about, uh, are you sure that you can even win? All right, in this battle against life, and the devil and sin, hopefully not your spouse, um, you know, uh, are you sure that you can even win? So when a fighter, hey Kylie and Dan, so good to see you guys, my gosh, so nice. I like your little visits, I just wish they were longer, like years longer. Anyway, um, so Pastor Keith said last week, before you even get in the ring, you need to make sure your head's in the right place, Right? Uh, and he talked about two motivations. The first one he talked about was freedom. So I can win in this thing called life. My motivation is the freedom that Christ purchased for me, right? Because God isn't going to throw you like this cloud of, of guilt and shame. If you feel guilty and you feel ashamed, that is not from God. Yeah, he, 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 like Romans 8 verse 1, therefore there is now no condemnation, right, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're in Christ, there is no guilt, there is no shame, right? There's no condemnation for you, okay? Doesn't mean there's no conviction, just means there's no guilt, right? All right, so I'm free from punishment, I'm free from judgment because Christ has already taken that for me on the cross, all right? So my motivation for winning and for stepping into the, into the battle, for stepping into this ring called life, right, is that I'm free. Sin has no power over me. I'm free. Second thing he talked about was the power that we have in him, right? So I can win this battle because I'm not fighting in my own strength. I'm not just doing all this trying to be a better person. I actually have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, empowering me to become more and more like Jesus and to win every single battle that I face, okay? So, 
go to our website or, you know, get your, I don't even know where my phone ended up this morning. Um, get it, oh, it's in the Wi-Fi, yeah, good point. Um, get it on your phone, get it on podcast and listen to Pastor Keith's message from last week. You will be very, very blessed. And if you already heard it, listen again, right. Cool. So today we are kicking off round two, all right? Ding! Let it be so that round two has just begun, right? So let's look today at some of this evidence that I can win. Last week, we're talking about motivation, all right? This week, we're talking about evidence. We're talking about checking your stance, right? Now, I want some kind of assurance that I can win. You know, as I look over the future of my life, I want to have some kind of assurance that I'm not just going to fall into a pit one day. I'm not going to fall into a pit of sin or fall into a pit of, you know, some bad circumstance happened to me, so I just gave up. You know, I was saying to Beck the other day, um, you know, I, you know what really impresses me on social media? Longevity. That's about it. That's about the only thing that impresses me anymore is longevity. When people are celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary, I'm like, well done. Because you went through hell to get there. So if you still kind of like each other, well done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you've been doing ministry for 30 years straight, well done. Well done. That's the kind of thing that I want to be doing. I want to have this longevity of, of life and ministry. But so how can I have some kind of assurance that, that I'm not going to be taken out by some life situation or some sin that I can't overcome or something that just kind of blindsides me. I want some assurance that I'm going to beat this thing called life, that I'm not going to be taken out by one of its blows, which, of course, we'll talk about next week because there's a whole passage on suffering that's going to be really good to unpack. I can't wait for it. Right. So Paul, Paul told the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 9, he says, the athletes run for the prize. I'm not running this life for no measly prize, all right? I'm running it for the prize that God tells me about. I'm running it for the full prize of Christ and heaven and walking with in community in this place called heaven for all eternity. I want nothing less than Christ himself as my prize. I don't want no measly extra likes on Facebook. You know, I don't want just a couple of extra bucks in the bank account. I want Christ himself as my prize. And that's what I'm going for. All right? Amen. That's what you should be going for and nothing less. Okay? Don't settle for all of these fake prizes in the world. A little bit of fame, a little bit more money. But what have you got to compromise to get there? Don't compromise. Oh, boy. This isn't even in my notes right here. Look out. All right. So some people go, oh, it's not all about success. It's, it, well, I, I kind of want to challenge that a little bit because the alternative to success is terrible. I don't want to lose in my marriage. I don't want to lose in my finances. I don't want to lose my children to drugs or alcohol or sex or anything else. I don't want to lose. The alternative to success is terrible. I want success. I want to win. I want to be victorious and nothing less. All right? I want to show you that, that, that that's yours as your inheritance. 
And you know, it's not just for when you get to heaven, you can walk in it in the fullness of it right here, right now. All right? Cool. Because this is a, this is a real question, is can I win in life? Who's a little bit hesitant about the future? Who's like, oh, oh, me and Jason. Good. Good job, Jason. Yeah, high five, man. High five. All right. It's just me and Jace. We're a little bit hesitant about the future. Y'all can go home. All right. You know, I, I'm a little bit worried. I think it's okay. I think it's a little bit normal to be a little bit worried about what could happen, about the unknowns. So we're, we're couching everything in a fighting context this week. Is, oh, I'm really I'm bummed that Josh isn't here. I was going to ask him to do something. Anyway. So he's, he, oh, Dan's here? Yeah, no, well, well, Josh was the one who taught me how to do, you know, the fighting stuff that I've totally forgotten. So um, I haven't done a lot of fighting in my time. All right, you, you, you can all be pleased to know that. Um, I did a little bit of unarmed combat in the army, and I, was, I loved it. That was, like, my favorite time. It was a little bit under the tutelage of Josh, Sir Joshua Weeks as well. Uh, and I, I have... I have I have had my fair share of, um, of um, you know, anyone own a nin- Nintendo Wii? Anyone have one of them? You know, and there's, uh, there's that Wii sports game, Wii boxing, you know? Man, I had, I had some good bouts there. Uh, but that was about it. That's about all I know about fighting. However, Pastor Keith, he is a fighter, right? He's a third degree, uh, third degree black belt, third Dan black belt. And he was his, like, state champion in wrestling. So I'm saying, okay, well, if we're going to be talking about checking your stance in the ring, boss, you'd have to talk to me about this. <coughs> and he says, any fighter worth their salt knows that if you are, if you, if fundamental to winning your fight is your stance. It's, how, it's your footwork and your stance. So that's what we're going to talk about today, checking your stance. Now, here's a little quote from martialartsparring.org about the boxing stance. All right? All right, here we go. All right, it's up on screen. All right? A proper boxing stance is the first thing that any student of boxing should learn. It is fundamental to have a good guard, right? It's from the guard position that the boxer initiates and finishes all his actions. All right. So, Romans 8 is where we are today, this month. Now, can I just say, the, the, the whole chapter of Romans 8 is very unique. And one of the things that we don't really realize um, is that there, there's not a single command in the entire chapter. There's not a single command the whole way through. What it talks about is it's written in such a way as to indicate just a state of fact, a state of reality, a state of truth. So what Paul's saying is, this is how it is. This is how it works. This is, how, this is what happens when you're in Him, right? Leon Morris uh, wrote a great commentary on the Epistle to the Romans, and he says, an interesting feature of the chapter which is not always noticed is that there's not a single imperative. <coughs> Pardon me. Paul is talking about life in the Spirit, life in which the Spirit guides so constantly there is no need for a string of commandments. Mm. All right? So this is like the central 
chapter of the entire Bible because of it's so chunky, it's so meaty. There's so much in here. You could sit on this for a year and still get stuff out of it, right? So there's no imperatives, there's no commands, there's no rules. There's just these things which theologically we call imperatives. Sorry, we call indicatives. So there's a lot of indications of how you can live. It's just, it's indicative. It's indicative after indicative. Truths that indicate that you and I are a part of a winning team. All right? So, I want you just to think about yourself for a minute. If you were facing up in the ring against life today, if that was the analogy that, that we're sitting in, how are you, how's your stance? How's your feet? Are they, are they a bit unsteady? Are you kind of backing off? Are you like, what's going on? Are you firm? Are you aggressive? Are you about to give life a big punch in the teeth? I, um, <coughs> I wasn't allowed to call this, this, um, this series what I wanted to. Um, it was, uh, I was going to call it In the Ring, How to Kick Life in the Balls. Um, <laughs> but but Pastor, Keith, Pastor Keith didn't really like that very much. Um, anyway. Um, but, but <laughs> we're a little bit naughty over here at Northwest, you know, like, but, but like, really, are you, are you about to give a punch or you're about to give up and take some hits? Like, where, where are you in this whole thing? I, have you sat down and just like, oh, I, I, I'll give up, I'm tapping out, I'm tapping out. Or are you like in this, in this fight going, I'm ready, I'm ready to give life a big punch in the teeth because I'm sick of taking blows. Like, where are you right now? See, Romans 8, we're going to read verse 14 to 16. It says this, For those who are led, there's your footwork right there, by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves, that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Right? That's your stance. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. There's our confirmation. The Holy Spirit tells me, you're my child. You're my son. So if you drill down into the Greek, which I'm terrible at doing, you find out that right here, he's talking about events that have already taken place. They've already taken place. The moment that you accepted Christ, you were born again, you were adopted into his family, all right? And you immediately, how's this? I love this. You immediately took on Christ's victory and you're like yeah it's really great pastor d but how does that affect my life well let me keep going all right because what this means is that you're on the winning side you're on the winning team you have it's like you've been invited into god's winning team it's like hey we just played a whole season and we won and uh we want you to be a part of the team and to have all the benefits of it it's like when you step into the ring, 
you don't step into the ring with, you know, wondering, oh, I've never won anything yet. <laughs> and this is going to be fun. You step into the ring and you've got, the, you know when boxers come down the line and they're like, like this, and they've got their big hood over, you know, and they're like kind of staring and looking mean and looking tough. And they've got these people behind them that are holding up their victor's belt. Like, this guy won last time. Like, be intimidated, everybody. This guy's going to beat the stuffing out of the other guy. You know? That's what you've got. You've got the people behind you going, this is a winner right here. This is a victor right here. This person wins. This person, this, this, this one's a winner. Right? You know? And I, I, I get it. Right? I get it. For a person to come up and go, Seb, you're a winner. You know what we hear? We hear this is what we hear. We hear, well, you're all right in my books, mate. <laughs> mate, you're a winner in my books. That's what we hear. We go, we go, oh, come on. I'm a winner. Yeah, I haven't won anything. You know, I remember winning a, uh, a, a, a competition uh, for Krispy Kreme, and me and my brother, me and my brother got to go, yeah, I know, I know, it's like, like proud of my life. I, I won a Krispy Kreme competition, it was the best. And they flew us to the Gold Coast, and we had so many, it was the best. We got to design our own and go out for dinner, all on Krispy Kreme, it was so good. But you know what so many people come up to me and said? Well, I have never won anything in my life. I haven't won anything ever. I've won so many competitions. I've won so many things. As a child, I would go in competitions in the newspaper and they would send stuff to me. And I was like, yeah, I won this. And my brother and sister would be like, we never win anything. And I was like, <laughs> as a good child does. <laughs> but you're, you might be thinking, if I was to say, geez, you're such a winner, Faye, she might go, I've never won anything in my life. This isn't like positive thinking. This isn't like, you know, let's, let's, let's increase the positive vibes around us. Oh, kill, oh, kill me now. Like, really? Really? Now, okay, thinking positively is a good thing, but let's, let, like, it's got to be based on something. It's got to be based on some kind of truth. It's got to be, it's got to have some substance to it. Otherwise, it's just going to, yeah, yeah. I'm just positively going to believe that this terrible day is going to work out. Like, great. All right. I'm not talking about, you know, role play or positive thinking or practicing. I'm talking about not just even just a mentality. I'm talking about dwelling and being transformed by truth that has the evidence right here in Scripture. Truth that is based on evidence right here. And you go, what evidence? What truth? You might want to write this down. Because this is truth. That is based on the evidence of the sacrifice of the Son, Jesus Christ. Truth that is based on the evidence of the adoption of the Father. He included you, right? And the constant, reminding, testifying presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's your evidence right there evidence of the sacrifice of the son the adoption of the father because he wanted you he chose you he wants you right you don't just have to you don't kind of like try and sign up and hope that you get accepted into the family of god god goes actually i want you monica i want you as my daughter right 
So because of that evidence, this means that you are, you're standing, your position in Christ, you're, you're standing in that ring, you're standing as a winner, all right? So you've already got this victor's belt, you've already got it, and later on, and we'll get to this in a, in a couple of weeks' time, we're called this thing called more than conquerors. You are, you are more than a conqueror. I just like to conquer a few things, and then I can be more than a conqueror, right? So this is, this is, uh, this is the point when I say, uh, Seb, you're standing as a winner. This is the point where you kind of need to check in your emotions and check in your reasoning and make those things submit to truth today. All right, because when I, when I hear, oh, you're such a winner, you know what I think? I think, I don't feel like a winner. Mind you, these days, I don't feel like a loser anymore either. Whereas that used to be, that used to be my dominant thought. Well, I'm never going to win. Uh, what's the point? Because I'm probably going to lose anyway. Anyone re- resonate with that level of thinking? Right? Right? Okay, chuck that out right now. That's not you. That is not you. As a child of God, that's not you. That's not what Christ came for you to think like. (coughs) You know, you're standing as a winner. Well, I haven't won anything yet. It doesn't matter. I feel like I lose as much as I win. (laughs) Anyone like that? Yeah, I, I kind of, I might have won a few things this week. I won a few little battles with the children, but man, you should see the long line of ones that I lost. (laughs) You know, I feel you, right? Don't, don't, don't reason it away. Don't reason truth away. What I have to do is I have to let truth tell me how to think. Right? Because truth is, is a high, it's a, there's levels of truth. There's the truth that's going on in my head, and then there's a higher level of truth that I have to submit to, that I have to realize. Right? And the, the higher level of truth says, I'm his son. Christ has won the victory. And through sonship, through my, my adoption into the family of God, I now am able to walk in the fullness of that victory. And the truth has been, it's been sealed. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14 says, And you also were included, right? Included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So you were included and marked with a seal. This isn't something that you could just break accidentally. This is the Holy Spirit living inside of you that's a deposit of your guarantee, guaranteed inheritance. So as I look out, you know, you kind of mentally picture what your future could look like. And you might get stressed out about that. Uh, I need to have a security in Christ that is really rock solid. You know, because that's Christ is the only security that I can have. That is a guarantee that is not going to change. Right. 
you know, I can set up all kinds of great money things or relationship things in this life, but the only security that is absolutely rock solid is Christ himself, all right? And so we have this amazing thing here, verse 14, says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now, it's actually, the, the word there is not children in terms of male and female. The word there is actually sons. Now, there's a point for that because he's not, he's not describing everybody. He's describing your position. He's describing this thing. Paul's talking about adoption in, 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 this, in this passage right here, okay? This isn't to exclude women. What he's saying is, I mean, in my Bible, it says children. But if you go into the Greek, it doesn't say children. It says sons. And the, po- the, po- the purpose of it, I almost said the poipus of it, the poipus. <laughs> the, 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 the purpose of it. I know, right? Just crazy over here today. <coughs> the purpose of it is that you and I have, as our adoption, the rights of full born, fully adopted, right? Firstborn sons, right? Sons. Now, he's talking about Roman adoption, which was an incredibly detailed, lengthy process. Seven, you had to have seven witnesses and a seal and signatories because if a, if a, if a, if a man wanted to adopt another, like a boy, There had to be a significant process. And in Roman law, that boy would have full rights as the firstborn son. So even if there were more sons, that more legitimate, you know, like biological sons that came after it, the, the adopted child would still have firstborn rights. Okay? So this is, this is significant when you consider your own security in God that He chose you and He adopted you into His family and gave you firstborn son rights. Just like in Roman culture. Okay? That's why it says sons, because if it just said child, then everyone would have been thinking, hang on a minute, that's, that's not that significant. Later on, it says, the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. And that is the word children, right? Male and female, sons and daughters, okay? So, so it's, the, it's the Holy Spirit that testifies, that witnesses in your spirit. Whenever you are facing something in life, you know, and we all love the, 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 the punches that life comes at us with. You know, whenever you're facing something and there's this anxiety or stress or fear that rises up within you, the Holy Spirit testifies to my spirit that I'm, I'm God's child. Okay. Thank goodness. No worries. Have a great week. So I have this security and I also have this ability, right? So... In a couple of weeks' time, right? We're going to talk about more than conquerors. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Let me tell you what it says. The New American Standard Bible says it perfectly. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him 
who loved us. We overwhelmingly conquer. I love that. I'm just going to take that into my week. I'm just going to overwhelmingly conquer everything. You know, I'm going to sit down at my desk tomorrow morning, and I'm going to be like, all right, spreadsheets, here we go. I'm going to overwhelmingly conquer you. I'm not sure that's, that's what it means. Um, but it does mean this, right? It means to be completely and overwhelmingly victorious. To be completely victorious, to have complete victory over. Right? That's pretty good. That's pretty descriptive. And inside of that Greek word that, that's uh, hypernikeo, right, is the Greek word Nike, which means victory. All right? So, so can, you, can you accept that? Can you, can you walk in that? That's going to take some assimilation and working out, I reckon. I mean, th- this, is, this is confidence and life and faith-building stuff. Direct from the Word of God, all right? No matter what I face, I can be victorious. No matter what I'm walking through, I am victorious, right? Because you're in Him. It's not because of how, you know, cool you are. I don't want to burst your bubble on that one, sorry. But it's because of Him. Because He chose you and pulled you into His family and said, come and be on the winning team. You you never lose. And even when it feels like you do, you still win. Because of what we're going to look at next week where it says, and all these things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So even if it all falls to pieces, you can still stand up and say, I am victorious. Right? You know how we used to say it? We used to say it, we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. That's how it is. That's how it is. You're standing is as a winner, is as the victor. You know, I used to, uh, you know, I don't know, I can't remember, years and years ago, when I was far more immature, um, uh, more immature, not just immature, I'm still a little bit there. Um, I used to, you know, like, I'd win something, and I'd be like, yes, Victor! You can call me Victor from now on. You can call me Victor, and everyone would be like, you're an idiot. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm Victor. Like, it's... <laughs> It's a real man's name. And I'll be like, you can call me Victor. And like, yeah, I like that. We should have called our dog Victor. That would have been awesome. Victor! Right? Uh, anyway, anyway. <coughs> All right? You are a Victor. That might not be your name, but that is your, your thing, your status. Thank you for helping me out on that one. All right? Think, I mean, think about it. If I go into my life thinking that I will naturally come out on top, what's going to be the result? Right. It's not going to happen every time. But when it doesn't happen, I'm still going to know that God's going to bring it through to my good. Every time. Right? It just means that I'm, I'm, I'm entering into the battle with a completely different mindset. To walking in and going, this probably ain't going to work. What kind of mentality would you prefer? 
one that is based on truth that tells me that I can win because Christ is in me and I'm in Him and I have the Holy Spirit and Christ has won. He has overcome the world, He said. Take heart because I overcame the world. Oh, that is actually very good news. Thank you. <laughs> you know, right? Good. I can take heart now because He's overcome the world and He's in me. Well, it's a game changer, right? So point number two, I've only got two points today, all right? Everyone said hallelujah. Um, I'm standing as a winner and I'm moving as a champion, all right? See, a winner just doesn't just stand there. A winner has good footwork, right? Is able to move around the ring, is able to circle around, you know? They move with, uh, with confidence, move with like this sure footedness. You know, someone who's, who's, who's been in a lot, of, a lot of bouts before, and they know what to do. They know, how to, they know how to pace, they know how to walk around, they know how to dodge the blows, and it's all got to do with where their feet are. Let's go back to verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. It does, hang on, Paul's now talking about slavery and fear. Why? Why would Paul be bringing up slavery and fear when he's talking about my adoption? When he's talking about, he's just been talking about, you know, winning against the battle of sin, you know. You, well, I, I'm not just here to, to please the flesh. I'm in the realm of the Spirit. Well, the Spirit of, of God lives within me. And now he's saying, you're a child of God. You've been adopted into sonship. But he's now, now he's starting to use terms like well, hang on a minute, slaves and fear? It does make sense because what he's saying is you don't live any longer in a state of anxiety or a state of fear, worried that I'm going to lose. You know, some people, even like some Christians, walk around in fear like bad kind of fear of God. You know, like fear the Lord, you know, reverent, that's awesome. But being scared of God, not having any assurance in our spirit that I'm accepted, I'm, I'm liked, I'm loved, God is protecting me, like I've got a place in heaven when I die. We dealt with that a couple of weeks ago. If, if I'm just trying to please God by keeping a bunch of rules... I'm not going to have an assurance because I think it's all based on what I do to please Him, what I do to, to make Him satisfied. You know, is He, is he, is he going to end up condemning me? Because, you know, that, uh, that lie that you believe, I believe this as a kid for so many years, that if I die and I've got one unconfessed sin, then I won't go to heaven. What is that? Yeah, it's kind of a bit that way. You know, interesting that all of the sin that Jesus forgave that we are committing in the now, right, in today, is all future from the cross. So he forgave all the sin that was done and all the sin that was about to be done. So I don't have to worry if I've just confessed every single tiny little sin. It's, I just have to keep my relationship sweet knowing that it, it's been paid for 
God, it, God does accept me. I don't have to be in fear. I don't have to be scared of God because he's a perfect father. One thing that we can kind of freak out about is, is sin, is the control of and the power of sin. And verses 5 to 11, it says, well, hang on a minute, you don't have to live by those temptations and those urges of the flesh anymore. That's, that's not who you are anymore. You have the Holy Spirit, right? I don't have to fear sin because sin is dead. Sin is broken. It's snapped off. It's completely destroyed in the Christian's life. It still hangs around for a while, but the power of it has been broken by the cross. So not only do I not have to fear sin because the power of it's been broken, but I don't have to fear sin because I have the Holy Spirit as my empowerer. I love what, um, what Paul says in verse 12. He says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You have no obligation to it anymore. You know, before you were saved, before you came to Christ, it was like, I really feel like I should do that. I'm going to do that. And you had an obligation to the flesh because you had no other system. There was no other mechanism apart from please me, please me, please me. And now we go, oh, I really feel like I'd like to do that. Well, hang on a minute. I don't have an obligation to do that anymore. I am in Christ. I have the Holy Spirit. I can make a decision to, uh, to be obedient and to love God rather than just loving myself. Right? I don't, there's no obligation to it anymore. I haven't got to be scared of this thing called sin that it might take me out one day because I have to realize the truth that Christ defeated sin on the cross. And I am in Christ. Therefore, I have victory in Him. This isn't just like, this isn't like just, uh, you know, uh, circular thinking. This is how it works. This is how the Holy Spirit ap appropriates the blood of Jesus Christ to your life. Okay? Uh, this is not like kind of working out Scripture and kind of, you know, trying to connect all the dots. This is clearly displayed in the Word of God, and that's how it works. That's how the whole, it's just that you need to, to seriously get into it and study it uh, for it to really make a huge amount of sense, right? The other thing that might freak us out, as we, we've talked about it the whole morning, is, is life and all the unknowns. All the unknowns that are in my future, what if they derail me? What if one of those things takes me out? What if I get tripped up by something? What if I get a bad report from the doctor or the dentist again? I hate those guys. Man. <laughs> so because of life in the spirit, I haven't got to be worried about anything I'm going to face because I'm not alone. I'm his son. So... One thing we're trying to teach our kids is that you don't worry about something unless it happens. You know, and, 
as adults, that's still a pretty hard thing to do sometimes. You know, not to worry about something uh, unless it happens. You know, there's a couple of, uh, you know, nudges happening around the place here today. Yeah, you do that, you do that all the time. Stop it, stop it. All right? You know? <laughs> so you can just, you can be totally crippled by fear. You know? I, I, I knew this, uh, this girl once who was totally freaked out that she was going to get cancer. Worry about it if it happens. You know? What fight am I going to face next? Those kind of thoughts can just, they can, they can derail you. You know? You just got to keep coming back. I know by truth and I know by experience that my Father is good. Right? And He is working everything to my good then those those fears can kind of just see you later toddy can you come up for us that'd be good what's your what's your stance check your stance how is it is it strong is it firm or are you kind of like oh i'm i'm not sure i can take any more blows i'm not sure i can I'm, i'm standing up right now you know, I got a sense as we were worshiping earlier um, that some of those words on the screen are hard to sing because I'm because we're so tired. It's like I'm so exhausted. You know, can can it, it, it can you step into victory when you're exhausted? Well, that's right. Maybe you should be living in rest like we talked about last month. Right? If I'm living from a place of rest, then, well, it doesn't matter how tired I am. I can still declare victory. I can still declare it over my marriage. I can still declare it over my children. I can still declare victory over my finances, over my body, over every single thing that comes my way. Every blow of life, every punch of the enemy, every temptation that's kind of flowing in my direction, you know, I can still declare victory in every single circumstance right? Because it's not based on how much energy I have. It's based on who I am in Christ. (laughs) So let's just close our eyes for a minute because you might need to respond today. You might need to realize who you are in Him. You might need to step into victory. You might need to decide, I'm a winner. I am no longer a loser. I am a champion. I get to walk with Him and in Him and He in me. Maybe your stance is a bit wobbly today. Or maybe you're tapping out today. Don't do that. Don't tap out on me. Don't tap out on me. that's you, I'm going to get you to come forward and and receive some prayer in a sec. Just make a decision right now. I'm going to come forward. 
maybe you don't know Christ at all. Maybe this is this, this concept of sonship and being adopted is foreign to you or it's so distant from your experience. And it all comes back to one amazing act and that was when Jesus died on a cross for you. And he, through that, he paid for your sin. He paid for your punishment. So that all you need to do is accept Christ and follow Him and ask for forgiveness and walk with Him. And you can have this full adoption and an eternity in heaven secured because God wants to include you in the family. you want to just invite Jesus into your life right now, just give me a wave right now. If you've never done that and you want to come back, just give me a wave. That's you. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.